Hey guys, hey, welcome to Spin the Bottle. It's me, Danny, and we have a special edition spin for you today. Mm-hmm. Yep, we had to take a moment to pause for the cause. As you all know, our community took a major loss with the loss of Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, um, his his death really caused some, some significant shockwaves. Um, through the black community, through actually, actually through a lot of communities and um, for a lot of reasons. And we really felt that it was important and prudent to take a spin and take a moment to just kind of honor his life and um, do a show about his legacy. I totally agree. I think it's important to examine and honor lives well lived. And that's what we aim to do here today. Okay, Dre Day, let's dive into this conversation. Um, to start, tell me about your experiences with Nipsey Hussle, because I know we've talked, but mm-hmm. what was your context before you heard about his passing? Or what did you know of Nipsey Hussle? The first time I heard of Nipsey Hussle, I was listening to an episode of Gary V, um, a podcast. If you guys don't know who Gary V is, he is a major marketing guru. Um, who often talks to hip-hop artists, often talks to tech companies. He's just really well-known, well-versed in social media, marketing, businesses. He's an entrepreneur. And he had a conversation with Nipsey Hussle, and it was really interesting because one of his employees was like, you two have to meet. You guys got to meet because of the way Nipsey did his... And you know, you and I both love Gary Vee. Yes. So... You guys have to meet because of the way Nipsey promoted his album, and he made right. you know how he sold. Yeah. Um, was it a thousand copies at one hundred? He said, "Yeah, he sold a hundred copies. A hundred copies at a thousand. And uh, so that was the first time that I had heard of him, and I didn't listen to his music because I actually don't listen to a ton of rap anymore. Um, I listen to maybe some stuff that's probably super hot right now that everybody listens to, but mm-hmm. I can't get into like the deep cuts and I don't know the, the other rappers and all that. Um, not ashamed of it. That's just the way it is. And then that was like the last time I heard of him. But what I remember is that he was like a super smart guy. He and Gary were really vibing. Like he had this really great perspective on <clears throat> moving forward in life and not just staying, uh, not just staying stagnant and you could tell he had like a really a bigger vision yeah so what I have been doing since his passing is just sort of like reacclimating myself to him like I listened to that episode and then I found all these other interviews that were just super powerful <laughs> and really interesting about him so yeah, yeah that was my first encounter yeah um I know for me uh there's a few so there's a few ways that I have known of him. First and foremost, um, I'm born and raised in California. I'm a California girl. Um, although I've always lived in the Valley, I have a lot of friends in LA. LA is near and dear to my heart. And I knew about Nipsey Hussle a long time ago because he has been kind of an LA legend Mm -hmm. for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of being, seeing his kind of rise, um, to where he got to was kind of an incredible thing to witness yeah I think he made our city very proud I think a lot of people felt like he was one of those people that represented us well like Mm -hmm. in L you know what I mean just like the culture of LA just everything I think he had a lot of love just from his community first and foremost so to start there so that's how I knew him Mm -hmm. um but then his music I was in touch with his music but mostly I was really kind of into Nipsey Hussle because again 
he appealed to my business mind. And mm-hmm. he is a very savvy, like very savvy entrepreneur, very smart, um, had a lot of just incredible um, points of wisdom. And he was just thinking in a completely different way, but in a way that was really important, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um, so I just respected him all around. His music was important, but like uh, just as a person and like what really drew me to him mm-hmm. was all of his work and all that he was doing. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, it, when I called you and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Like you were like, wait, I don't get it. What's happening? And I was like, no, I I totally remember. And I was was like, like, this is really huge. Okay. I was like, you're going to understand why. And then I understand why, but it, it, um, it wasn't the music. And I did listen to some of the music and it was good, but it was the person. It was him. And that was, was to me, that's the cool thing. Like I was talking to someone the other day who said, yeah, I kind of feel bad that I didn't know him. I was like, don't feel bad because honestly, he's left an incredible legacy. Like you should be excited now to know more. That's right. Um, It's sad. It's It's extremely sad. sad because as you listen to him, as you listen to the interviews and the wisdom and his personality, one thing that always came through and every per in every interview that I've listened to is that he valued honesty, honesty and above all things, and he was so real, authentic. The one thing you will hear consistent, like without falter, is mm-hmm. like he was a real one. He was a real one. He, he was a re- real because one. he was, and that he really cared about that. He really cared he about really being real. He Cared about yeah. that. He really cared about that, and that is just like that's also we'll get into that. But that's character okay. stuff, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, deep yeah. character Those, stuff. Okay. So, um. One of the things I wanted to make sure that we did um, was to kind of make sure that we prefaced, gave you a little bit of information about Nipsey Hussle in the event that you don't know who he is. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for those of you who don't know, what I'm going to do is just like read a little bit about him so you have a little bit of context about his life because we kind of just dove right in. Um, Nipsey Hussle, who is also known as Ermias Joseph Ash. Don't <laughs> and I hope I didn't get that wrong. Um, and I want to say that I'm actually reading um, from the archival that's at now going into the U.S. history. So he, his life was archived in U.S. history. It's been made a congressional note, which is a really big honor. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading from that information. Um, Nipsey Hussle was born in the Hyde Park neighborhood of South Los Angeles in 1985. His father was the only member of his own family in Eritrea to move to the United States where he met Nipsey Hussle's mother. As a teen, Nipsey attended Alexander Hamilton High School, as did I, and this is the congresswoman speaking, um, as did many in South Los Angeles. He went on to pursue a music career that would touch millions, culminating in his national recognition for the album Victory Lap. Okay. These are other things that he did because he wasn't just a rapper. And I've heard a lot of commentary about, <laughs> and like, this is, he's a rapper and he was a gangbanger and that's life. And, you, you know, you live by the gun and you die by the gun. I'm so, so glad I you just, brought that up because I do want to talk a little yeah, bit about that. Too. I want to continue with the statement because that's not just who he was. Um, <clears throat> his, his clothing store, Marathon Clothing, is a technologically groundbreaking store that could have been opened anywhere. Nipsey Hussle opened it on Slauson and Crenshaw. 
South Los Angeles was where he invested, opening a barbershop and two restaurants in that same intersection, reopening the World on Wheels skating rink in Mid-City and partnering with Vector 90, one of the first workspaces and incubators in South L.A. designed to support black and brown entrepreneurship locally. He also worked with the Los Angeles City Council on Destination Crenshaw, a project to be built for, by, and in honor of our community in celebration of the historical and contemporary contributions of Black L.A., And throughout his projects, he also brought the neighborhood with him. In working to ensure the community was knowledgeable about their economic power, Nipsey Hussle made sure to give jobs to residents in the neighborhood who were struggling, some of which were homeless and formerly incarcerated. He once provided a pair of shoes to every student at 59th Street Elementary School and also donated to renovate the children's school playground and basketball courts. (sighs) So that's just a little bit. (laughs) Um... A humble visionary, Nipsey Hussle initiated peace in a community where experiences of systematic injustices appear in the form of police brutality and gang violence. He saw the overlooked and welcomed the dismissed. He was an activist working to reduce gun violence in the community, hosting demonstrations and symposiums over the year. He was slated to meet with the Los Angeles Police Department about reducing gun violence in the community the day after he was murdered. He taught and reminded our community that the power we hold is the power that comes from awareness of our power, and it's something that no one can take from us. He'll be remembered as a visionary, protector, inspiration, philanthropist, father, brother, and son of Los Angeles. For all he was given, he gave back, and for that legacy, South Los Angeles has been changed forever. I wanted to take a moment to read that, because this was a man who had a lot of things going on. And I really just wanted to make sure there was a picture painted about, like, who it is we're talking about and why our community feels this loss so deeply. Because mm-hmm. this one really, really hurt. It's just incredible. And I will say, in an interview that I listened to, I can't remember which one it was, but um, he was doing this interview with a radio station. And she was talking to him as if he was no longer a gang member. Mm-hmm. Because she just thought, you know, you get out you you get out the hood you try to escape the life and then you never look back right yeah or she also mentioned like going back into those communities and changing the lives of the people like yeah. that were there and he was like i'm still a member of the rolling 60s and you could tell she was like really shocked hmm. and i have to say that i was a little bit shocked too because that's the narrative that i've heard as well and so i can see how on one hand you're like yeah you live by the sword you die by the sword but I think Nipsey found a really interesting um, line that he was walking where he was investing. And he wasn't, he said, he said, I wasn't, sp- I was spending my time in the studio. I was spending my time building businesses. And I don't know how he earned that respect. Mm-hmm. And I don't know gang culture, so I can't even assume. But what I've heard is that he had respect for from everyone everyone. in the neighborhood everyone he He had had respect from he had respect from everyone so when you and just to speak of influence it's like when you can have the kind of influence that you are respected by crips you are respected by bloods you are also respected by the lapd and you're also like that is an that's that's incredible that's major it's incredible so anyway let's take some time to talk through the how his death really hit home for us so how did you react, Ray, or what, like, post all of this happening? And So, I guess post, I was a little like, oh, okay, Nipsey Hussle died. And it didn't necessarily, I was like, that's sad. Like, 
I'm always sad when someone dies, but um, I didn't realize the impact that he was. And so I started paying attention to social media, started seeing like how people were really reacting. And then I started reading about him a little bit more. And that's when I was like, whoa. And that's when I, and I got really sad because I was like, this is, tr- is truly a loss when you think about all the things that he's done for the community. And more than that, like the the possibilities. This yes. is a person that was 33 years 33. old. And so I got, like I was sad at first. I was like, no one should be shot in the back of the head. No one should be shot right. at all. And so that was there was that sadness. But then after watching the interviews, um, seeing the photos of him and Lauren, and start to think about the possibilities, that's when it got, that's when I got sad. I was like, that's, man, just to have that life taken and to have those possibilities taken away. Because if you can think of, you know, the working spaces, the supporting the kids in the school. And Everything he was doing. Like the STEM, <laughs> like the, the STEM education, like supporting all those things that we're building. He was literally living and laying down a legacy. And so that's the part that really took me out as far as being sad. Yeah. You know. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I, grieve, I was grieving like his impact yeah you know I I had the same reaction because I knew how significantly like I just knew right away like oh okay this is a big one Mm -hmm. like this is a big one um and also it was really interesting because a lot of other things started to come up um it it was about a week that I was just off a little bit like Mm -hmm. I was really kind of grieving and but also just understanding, like, yes, there's all this stuff that he did for L.A. and all this stuff he did for us. But it's like this was someone's, like, husband and partner yeah. and soulmate. Like, she lost her best friend and her lover. And a two-year-old just lost their dad. And yeah. they're a kid. Like, it's so deep. And then there's the conversation about black-on-black crime that everybody wants to bring. There's so many conversations that come into play. I think that's, like, not, that's a, for me, that's an entirely different episode because totally. black crime doesn't exist. But... That's my theory, and we could talk about that. Yes. Time. There have just been a lot of, like, conversations that I've seen on social media that really angered me and really yeah. upset me. And I was just like, okay, um, you're getting the wrong. Like, I just, it's been hard. The person who I admire so much throughout all of this, like, I love I love Lauren and his brother. And I, I think his mom mm. has such, like, peace and has this really... Um, clear way that she's like addressing and dealing with his death and I admire just how she speaks about it Um, and that sense of like I don't know like she's just sure and not afraid that he's gone and I feel like you could take it either way you could be really upset yeah and sad and and grieving and, and 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 also like shut down and be like I can't do I can't do what he did. I can't do both. I can't. Not that I'm encouraging people to be, you know, gangbangers, but I'm just saying, like, he obviously, a lot of people try to be, you know, smart, educated, get out of the hood and leave and never come back. And so I think the piece of Nipsey that was so powerful was that he, like, lived in that community. He gave and he invested in that community. And, like, leave and remembering his legacy in a sense of, okay, he's gone, but... He's not. He's not. He's yep. still here. That's right. And she kept saying, I feel you. Um, I feel him so much. He's he's here and we're all divine beings and I yeah. see and there's God in all of us. And I I don't know. I just really loved her approach to death and thinking about how she could have 
you know, she probably is angry, who knows, and she just chooses not to show that to us. But I think that uh, her approach is so powerful because if you use it as inspiration versus like. That's right. Man, that's a huge blow. And what are we going to do now? Mm -hmm. Like what you do now is like what should happen. What I hope happened is that. A hundred more Nipsey Hussles That's were right. born. That's right. And I do think that that is what has of, happened. Yeah. I feel definitely a shift in like the, it, just the energy where mm-hmm. I don't think that this is going to be like a what is me. And the beautiful part of this this man and this legacy is that his family is leading by example. Like, oh, okay, this is how we move forward. Like, yeah. Lauren, just up there yeah, with that, grace and elegance and to be able to say man, that, and that even. strength, to be able to say that and to be able to memorialize her partner and like honor him and then also say, and it, and it won't stop. It doesn't right. stop. And his mother, like they're leading by example, which is just mm-hmm. a testament to the life that he lived. Do you mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So for all of us, it's okay. Now this has happened and this is major and now we have this legacy to honor and we have things mm-hmm. to do in our community and I ho- I'm hoping that it's making us all think a little bit differently about the idea that's not to say that everybody has to go back but I've also heard, I have heard conversations about people saying well this is why people don't go to the hood this is exactly why certain situations you don't go back like when you get to a certain place you mm-hmm. don't you I've don't, had all these thoughts like yeah, as you try to find a reason like why this happened because that's what we do right we try to like um, uh, balance out the equilibrium in our brains and just figure out like what am I going to rest on to make myself feel comfortable exactly. do you know what I mean but as many people that loved Nipsey there has to be a hater somewhere in the group and I don't even know listen we could go like on forever about the conspiracies <laughs> but <laughs> which we can't do because I can't it would just drive me insane yep nope it would drive me nuts um, I don't know I just feel like let's not I get it, I get it, but that's not the focus of this. Like, he was doing so much good for people in the community so that they wouldn't necessarily have to turn to, like, selling drugs. That's right. And that's he right. was, like, increasing the education for everybody in the community, and giving then, people who had been to jail jobs. It, you know, he was looking at in um, this letter from Barack Obama about him looking at that neighborhood and where everyone else saw, like, you know, murder and just sta- just people just, just I don't know stagnates. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know making up a word, but just where where he saw op- Nipsey saw opportunity and hope. Yep, and he saw hope, and he was like, "We can do this we together." Can. And I feel like if enough of us come together in that way, and we believe the same thing, like he found the space for him to thrive. Yeah, and so, don't, it's not to say that you have to like. I, I'm not gonna go to South LA and be like. And now I'm going to renovate this, you know, and that's not because that's not my story. Exactly. And I don't even feel like connected to Los Angeles in that way. Sure. Though I do. So that would be LA and I love LA (laughs) so much. Um, But what I'm saying is like you can find your space of thriving in every situation and how you give back, how you contribute. You can find that for yourself. Exactly. And I feel like if we can even on the level of just a black community, like if we can all decide that we're going to uplift the black community i think we're like leaps and bounds ahead of where we are leaps and bounds today agreed because it looks different for everyone let's not make the the conversation about like like the whys and and like who did it and the black on black crime and like make the conversation about what are we going to do now? What how is the marathon What's going the move? to continue? What's the next move? Do you know what I mean? Like, That's how right. else can we give back to those who... I mean, it's like we are suffering a lot because we've been oppressed a lot. That's right. But even in that space, 
Nipsey found a way for him to thrive. He did. And not just him, but his community. Every conversation he started to that I loved, but he was always like, uh, you know, my team, this is my team. Like I would like there people are like, Oh man, you're so great. This is what you my He's team. like, Yeah, my team is just wonderful. Like we're just doing XYZ and I was just I just appreciated that. Yeah. Cause you know he's like the first person that gave me I don't remember who gave him the shot first, but he he talked about Snoop. He talked about just so many people just giving him a shot. Like he was super grateful. And then he maximized on that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry. No, it's beautiful. On. I was just thinking of, I'm paraphrasing this quote, but I was thinking about a quote that Oprah talks about a lot where she says, um, I come as one, but I stand as 10,000. Meaning like, like I'm a, I'm an effort. You know what I mean? Like all that I am, I am is my an ancestors effort. greatest dreams. That, yeah. Period. Yep. And I think that that was Nipsey Hussle like personified. Like mm-hmm. he, 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 he understood the power of his team. He understood all the people who helped to like, it's, it's a group effort. And heavy for all responsibility. of us, yeah. heavy responsibility. So we're going to close this up, but I think the real, before we dive into our last sip takeaways, the real takeaway that we wanted you guys to have, at least from our perspective, is just let's frame this right and continue to think about this correctly so that we can continue to perpetuate the legacy and and move the needle forward. There are certain conversations that are going to be round robin. Sure. <laughs> so sure. I, I just can I just do one more because I know yeah. it's like the um this is why you get out the hood this is why you don't return he was in the right position like he was from south la yes he um wasn't a gang or isn't a gang i don't know how you say that um his experiences set him up to do exactly what he was supposed to do in that space it's very clear that there was a that he was walking in the fullness of his purpose. It is very exactly. obvious. That's all it is. You look at a life and you're like, oh, you were doing exactly, exactly what, what supposed you were to supposed do. to be doing. And he used all of his experiences to maximize his future and the future for those he was connected to in his community. So that's all yeah. I'm saying. It's like you can't like you can try to like have this conversation about, oh, you should have done this. I shouldn't have done this. And this is why mm-hmm. this happened. But like. He was in that position for a reason, the same way you're in, in the position. suburbs. And you can help those kids out there because they right. got their own issues, that's too. That's right. Anyway, that's it. You can do that wherever you are. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> do you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and in that flow? And yeah. where you may think that there are areas to correct, do so. And take a page from Nipsey. Like, you know, we want this to be more of an inspirational <laughs> Mm-hmm. conversation so that said we would love you to email us with some of the ideas that you have or some of the thoughts that you have about how you can best give back or what your thoughts are about walking in the fullness of your purpose and how that looks um, and we'll close up with some takeaways that we want you guys to have and these are actual direct quotes from Nipsey um, Treya, let's close it on out okay number one when you skip steps you miss the lesson <laughs> So don't take shortcuts, y'all. Don't do it. Like, learn the lessons your whole way there because you need every bit of experience that you're going to have to get to where you need to go. Number two, turn up versus own up. So don't be in the club blowing a bunch of money if you don't own real estate. You need to think (laughs) not turning up and spending your money on things that are overtly flashy, but really investing in things that are going to continue to make you money. Assets that are going to continue to appreciate. Okay. Be smart. Or groceries. Sure. I'm just saying. Invest in yourself. Entrepreneurship. We don't want advances. We want equity. We don't want one-off endorsements. We want ownership. So 
little bit of a paradigm shift on like what you're thinking for when you're asking for things. It's not just, okay, can you just, what can I have right now? What can I have right now? now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Number four, black capital. So, Understanding that business models are built around our cultural currency, understanding how powerful the gifts and the talents that you have are. Um, It's really important. There are people there that develop platforms, but you do need to understand that like the currency you bring as a person brings a lot of value. So understand that and operate as if you know that. Breaking the chains. Own the supply chain from production to consumption. People take shots at Jay-Z, but he's the first black artist to have a vertically integrated business model where he owns the entire chain. It's huge, guys. (laughs) It's huge. Um, Creating value. I released 100 mixtapes and charged 1000 for each because I understood the economic principle of scarcity. The profit funded my independent label. So... Understanding economic principles, understanding your value. He charged $1,000 for 100 mixtapes, $100,000, now I have my own company. Okay, that's a strategic-ass business move. Brilliant. Back to real estate. I own the block where I used to hustle. And that we can just close with because that is a full circle moment. (laughs) I don't want to hear anything about anything else because it's like that's understanding. This is where I came from and this is how I made it better. I'm going to interrupt Danielle just so if you guys don't know. Danielle uh, used to be a real estate agent. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Very passionate <laughs> about real estate. Super passionate. <laughs> Very passionate about it, guys. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> that's that's a life ownership. Mm-hmm. I own the block where I used to hustle. I think we can close with that because that is a life. Yeah. That says everything you need to know. In addition to like owning the block where I used to hustle, he was reinvesting. In that community. Yes. And instead of and taking his money, people. instead of taking money out of the community and investing in like the hipper places, he was investing back into his space. So that's also a give back opportunity. FYI. Oof. Well done, Nipsey. Yeah. We honor you. So much. And you hope you guys will take these jewels, jewels, along with the legacy Ermius left behind and consider how you can move the needle forward on your own, in your own respective communities. We are all part of the solution. I just feel teary, but yeah. Mm. And in the words of his beautiful partner, Lauren London, when she eulogized him, the marathon continues. Mr. Speaker, I rise today on the floor of the House of Representatives to formally recognize and honor the legacy of Aramis Astadon, known to his community and the neighborhoods of South Los Angeles and beyond as Nipsey Hussle. As noted in the record I will be submitting shortly, Nipsey Hussle used the platform he created with his music to lift our community as he climbed. His business ventures, his investments, his philanthropy, his community engagement, every step of the way, he had a sole purpose of bettering the community he came from. A humble visionary, he saw the overlooked and welcomed the dismissed. He reminded our community that the power we hold is the power of where we come from and that awareness of that power can never be taken from us. He will be remembered by South Los Angeles as a protector, an inspirator, as a father, as a father, a brother, and an unabashed son of South Los Angeles. For all he was given, he gave back, and for that legacy, South Los Angeles has been changed forever. I will now be submitting this record honoring his legacy. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Now yield back. Nah, I'm finna take it there. This time around, I'ma make it clear. Spoke some things into the universe and they appear. I say it's work that I won't say it's fair. Try your purpose or you wasting there. Fuck it though, y'all niggas scared. 
Eyes open, I can see it clear. They don't make them bar none, they don't make them real. They don't make it where I'm from, they don't take it here. They ain't seeing due time, I be making meals. Bossed up in this game, I been making deals. Get your lawyer on the phone, we can make it real. I got checks and balance, I'm flex dramatic. Other 50 on my neck, just my reckless habit. Ain't no pussy on my rap, disrespect the savage. I make one phone call and the rest get handled. It's just another front step with candles. No message from the set, we accept your challenge. <laughs>